Today on the AF Podcast, Super Bowl week is here. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Brady, Evans, Godwin, Leonard, Gronk, A.B., Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, The Weeknd. Well, not, not Saturday or Sunday, but The Weeknd, the actual, the actual weekend, um, the artist. Uh, he's going to be performing the halftime show. The biggest sporting event of the year during COVID. What a time to be alive, man. Anyways, I bring back South Sharaf family member Roger Callender as you make out our final pick on the big game. Decide on the most important matchups. If there's more pressure on Mahomes or Brady, plus you make our selections on the NFL awards. Uh, we have to get into this Matthew Stafford trade. Overrated. Um, South Sharaf is available wherever you listen to your podcast, of course. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, or I should say Google Podcasts, not Google Play anymore because that's now defunct. So Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Alexa is just some of the places you can catch the show. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows. Click on all those five stars, and make sure you link and subscribe to the South Sharaf YouTube channel. The new episode of The Stoop will be out on February 15th, so make sure you lock into that. And, of course, to check out some of my past episodes, go ahead and check out SouthSharav.com to catch the rest of my catalog. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. It's the AF Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Here we go. Welcome to the AF Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Uh, welcome to the AF Podcast. How are you doing today on the Super Bowl week, sir? I am doing quite well, man. I cannot wait. I am anticipating an amazing Super Bowl, and I can't wait for it to start, man. I'm telling you, this week cannot go by quick enough for me. I- I'm surprised you didn't try to book your ticket uh, to Tampa, then come back and you know face the quarantine charges. I figured it'd be worth it for you. <laughs> you know what? I've always told myself at least one once in my lifetime. I will go to a Super Bowl. You know, it just has to be under the perfect conditions. Really um, I still haven't much. quite figured out what the perfect conditions are. <laughs> and uh, $8,000, eight to $10,000 is a little steep to play for a ticket. Mm-hmm. But shit, man, one day I'm going to do it, guy. I'm telling you. I mean, the people that are getting a chance to go to the game this year, I mean, you got a lot of leg room now. Holy smokes. It's true. It's, what is it, like 25%? Or is it 25 or 30% of the stadium they're filling? I think it's twenty five percent capacity, and capacity, um, okay. from what I understand, the majority of them are going to be uh, first responders. Yeah, um, I think like seventy five hundred of them. Yeah, first, first responders who've, who've taken the vaccine, you know. So exactly, yeah. exactly, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I mean, it's just pure PR, which I get, but I mean, Co- complete PR, <laughs> complete PR, one hundred percent. But I get it. I mean, it's it's goodwill, and there's nothing wrong with goodwill, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, it is what it is. I'm still trying to get over the fact that this is a, this is a home game for Tampa. It, it, I mean, unfortunately, it had to happen this year where they couldn't yeah. really take the true benefits of having a full stadium, you know, sure. or maybe like half the fans out of, out of like a 70,000, you know, 70,000 uh, capacity stadium full of uh, full of like Tampa Bay fans. But, you uh-huh. know, it, it is what it is. Even those 25% capacity, again, I mean, we discussed this on and offline, but like, just the fact that they 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 they're able to sleep in their own beds, 
Absolutely, that's pull, huge. Pull up to the stadium with their own cars, like <laughs> it's like oh. the same routine. It's got to be a beautiful feeling. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Home field advantage is a real thing, man. I mean, the fact that you could sit at home and just you know pick up and go to the game—that's massive. That's yeah. huge. You're not sleeping in a hotel room. Um, you're in front of your whole crowd, your home crowd. One thing I do find entertaining is the fact that the Chiefs. Um, they complained about uh, the cannons. So they don't want the cannons to go off every time um, Tampa scores a touchdown. Uh, being so, that it's, it's supposed to be a technically a neutral site game, right? Exactly. So the mm. NFL actually stepped in and said, no cannons. You can fire the cannons when the team comes out on the field, but you can't fire it, you can't fire it during the, the actual game itself. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, man. It's, it's things that you would never think of, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Before we even get into you know our Super Bowl discussion and everything else, let's talk about this Matt Stafford trade that happened over the past weekend. Uh, Matt Stafford got traded to the Rams in exchange for Aaron Goff, uh, a third round pick and two second round picks in twenty two and twenty twenty three. No, two first round picks. It's two first round picks, a third and a, and Goff. No, that's what I just said. That's no, you I... said two seconds. You said two. Oh, seconds. did I say two seconds? I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant two first. Two first round picks. In 2022 yeah. and 2023, as well as a third round pick, I believe this year, right? Yeah, that's yeah, correct. That's correct. Year. Um, what you know? I what are your thoughts on this trade? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm not gonna lie. I thank you, um, thank you, because I feel the same way. I know everybody's going crazy, and I'm just kind of like, mm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like a lot to give up for Matthew Stafford. I mean, um, he is a third. Um, he's 33 years old. Yeah. Um, he does have a really good arm. I'll give him that. Um, he's pretty consistent. Every year, he's over 4,000 4, yards, over 20 touchdowns, averaging about 10 to 12 interceptions. Um, is he an upgrade of Goff? Yes. Is he one, the one that's going to lead them to a Super Bowl? I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely a better position for him to be in because he has more weapons. Yeah, I mean, now he has Woods, Cooper Cup. Um, you know, he has Everett and, um, he has Ackers, the new running back. Yeah, um, he's running running back. Game. yeah. So they have a good weapons. Definitely. I mean, great defense. they have a fantastic defense, stock tier defense. And I suspect that's the reason why they're, they're kind of throwing all their chips in, the, on the table in order to try and get them. So, I mean, I don't really have a big problem with that. Like I'm, I'm all about, if they're trying to win now, then, you know, if you're willing to sell the house, go ahead, sell the, sell the house at big bet big. Um, the only problem is if this doesn't work out, yo, you're out two first-round draft picks, a third draft pick, and you're locked into a quarterback for at least the next two, three years. So, yep. I mean, the, yeah. the, the good thing is you don't have to rene- renegotiate his contract. Um, sure. I, I think I read today that he, he's made over, I think he's made two hundred and nineteen. Yeah. So, so, so money's not his issue at this point. I think he just wants to play on a on a contending team. Uh-huh. Have a chance to win. I think that's like his, his biggest thing, which at this stage I understand. First of all, the, the Detroit Lions, man, like when are they ever like are they ever gonna get it together in our lifetime? I don't think so, man. I, I'm telling you. It's just they're just one of those teams that just has piss poor management from the top down. And I don't care who the coach is on that team, they're never unfortunately when you don't have when you don't have the, the support from the top, you're not gonna be successful. You're not. I mean, Roger. I mean, we've been. I I know you've been watching football since you were since you were watching football since I was like six, seven years old. And 
the Detroit Lions have always been either shaky or shitty. It's they've never been great, other than that one year where they I think they made it to the conference final. It was like the early nineties when Barry Sanders was there. Other than that one year, they've always been like super shaky. They've wasted they wasted Barry Sanders prime. They yeah. waste they wasted Megatron's prime, Calvin Johnson's prime. Absolutely. And and they basically wasted I mean Matthew Stop, I'm not saying he's he's an elite QB, but either way, they still they still wasted his years. I agree. I agree completely. I agree completely. So so it's like the fact that they're starting over again, you're like Good God, man! Like, when are you guys just find like uh, when is it going to be a time where they just finally go on a run where like three, four years, five years are just a really good team or a good playoff team and just like just just change it up, man! My God, like every every I, I really can't remember a time where they were like elite. It's, it's never happened. You know what? There's honestly, Calvin. Regardless of how many draft picks these teams get, I, I find with Detroit, Detroit has a very unique issue. And the issue is that every year, they're not as terrible as the worst teams, but they're not as good as the good teams. Yeah. So they always fall in that middle where they don't get, like, they get, like, maybe the 16th, 17th round draft picks, but they're not good enough. They're not, they're not good enough to actually be able to, you know, make the playoffs and so on, but they're not bad enough to actually get a top player to actually change the franchise. Right. So it's like... They're just one of those teams that's just always in the middle. Regardless, they're always in the middle. Half the time they're in a losing season. They have a losing season. They're under five hundred, but they can never rise above that. I mean, I don't blame Matthew Stafford for leaving town. I'd want to leave town too. Look at all the look at all the players that have retired before their time while they played for Detroit. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. Like these are two players that were like top ranked players. And they would rather retire than stay with this with these with this team. And it's, it's this has happened over years. This has happened over decades. Like I mean, this is not something that's like they haven't sucked for just the past five years. They've literally sucked for like the past two to three decades. Yeah. What and, can you and, say? About and, that? and when they retired too, those two players uh, specifically, when they retired, like they didn't even like hint at coming back. <laughs> just, like, they not even retired. They're just like. Like just, just fuck football. Just forget it all. Just forget it. Like absolutely, it's, yeah. it's it just blows my mind. Like how dysfunctional of a team would you have to be that the actual players would instead of making twenty million dollars, for instance, Megatron, instead of making what fifteen, sixteen million dollars a year, he would rather retire than keep playing for your team and never come, come on, back. Man. I know. I never come back. And there was physically, I can't remember. Like I remember a few injuries here and there, but it's not like he he went out because he was because he was injured or anything like that. He wasn't a Gronkowski who retired after you know the third back surgery or anything along those lines. And even yeah. Gronk came back, but it wasn't even like that with him. Like he was in good shape when he retired. Yeah, I mean it's football, so you know he had his injuries, but it's of course. But with that said, yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't anything where like he couldn't come back from. Like he was still at the top of his game when when he left. He know? was, but that's Detroit, man. There's some teams that are just like that. You just get the impression they'll never rise up. No. There's always something that's going to be holding them back, whether it's 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 the management hiring shitty coaches, or just or I don't shit, know or shitty player. GMs, bad yeah. drafting. Just you know, it just or it's always the something. whole culture. The whole culture of Detroit is just like. They're just a bunch of losers. It's terrible, man. I hate to say it, but it, it's like it's just a losing culture. Once you have a losing culture, like look at Galladay, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, this guy's a fantastic wide receiver. 
this guy's not going to renew his contract this year. He wants out. He wants out. He's as close to a, a top wide receiver that they've had since Megatron. Right. And this guy's like, I want out. And he's been like that for the past year or two years. Yeah, because it's, it's it's a sec. It's like they they're you know they're in the league obviously, but it's a second rate organization at this point. You yep, know, it's just yeah. like I said, it's either bad drafting, bad management, bad coaching, bad luck, injuries, just whatever it is. It's just I don't know, man. It's like they, they that whole team's got to bathe in in in, in seawater, like just <laughs> take, take take a sea bath and call it a day, man. Just start all over. But Absolutely. but but when that coach is so funny because when that coach uh, Dan Campbell. When uh, when he came on that press conference, I don't know if you heard that press conference. He's talking about, you know, we're gonna eat kneecaps, come back, and you know, and and go on the ground and eat your feet, and you know, and and then we're gonna be so intense, and and you know, even if you fall back, we're gonna we're gonna take a rib from you. It's like when you hear all this stuff, you're just like, oh my god, just just get me the hell out of here, man. <laughs> okay, yeah. Before you start talking trash, how about you win a few games? Like seriously, man. Come on, man. But, Come on! But with the Rams, though, it's it, I like Stafford. Like Stafford, Stafford is he's solid. Like he's he's above mm. average, and, and I agree, he's better than Goff. But he doesn't. I totally agree with you, Roger, because when I saw the trade, I was just kind of like the two things I said was like, man, you know, if you're if you're in that division, if you're Seattle, even if you're San Francisco, even with Garoppolo, I'm not scared that Stafford no. is coming to the conference to, to the division. Like that, yeah. like, like that's number one. And then number two, I'm kind of like. They got all that for Stafford. What the hell is is um? Are they gonna get for Deshaun Watson? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They gave up two first rounds, a third round, and their starting quarterback from Matthew Stafford. Like, what is it gonna take to get to get Deshaun Watson? Is it gonna be three first round picks? Um, supposedly, I heard that they're looking for three first rounds. Um, two. What was it? Three first round picks. Two third rounds and or two defensive players or something like that. Two young defensive players or something along those lines. Yeah, I was well, like, well, well, yeah. I mean, if and I'm like, if you're Watson, it's like you don't know how to feel about that because you got a no trade clause, which is amazing in, in the NFL. But at the true. same time, you're kind of like, man, am I gonna leave? Because who's gonna who's gonna like you know pony up and gift you like what? Like who's oh. giving up all that for him? Like I, I'm. Sure, there's going to be a team that's going to do it, but oh, for sure. and, and and I'm not saying he's not worth it. He's totally worth it, but it's it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like so, it just it just yeah. means like you kind of wish like his trade happened first before Stafford. You know what I mean? Because oh, absolutely. Because now it's like man, I got to be here. So now it's going to take some time. Oh, for sure, for sure, I agree. Um, the one thing is for sure though, he does not want to play for that team. He's like, he's asked for a trade. Um, he's disconnected himself from the team. He took all all inferences of of um, the Houston Texas away uh, off of his social media. Like he he literally is checked out. He's done. Yeah, he's done. I think management would be crazy to not realize that at this point your best bet is to try and get as much as you can from. Don't be ridiculous because if you be ridiculous, then most likely you you won't have Deshaun Watson and you won't have anything else to show for it either. You know, mm-hmm. and, like, and, I mean, and a couple of things with that, the Texans really try to make it up and they, they, they got him a black coach. I mean, which is good, you know, because when you, when you read, right. um, I think it's David Dully, I think his name is. But when you uh-huh. when you read his history of, um, uh, you know, of, of his career, like he, this is a long time coach. He's 65 years old. Like this isn't a young guy. 
He's been he's been um, in the coaching game for forty. I think it was like forty three years. So this right. is, this isn't somebody that's you know like he's he's not like um, a McVeigh or you know like or, or Kyle Shanahan where like these guys are younger. Like this is a sixty five year old coach. Sorry, his name is David Cully, not not Dully Cully, but mm-hmm. um. But like yeah, like it's a great opportunity for him. He finally, after all those years, finally gets his first um, head coaching job. The, the the one thing I read too is that what's crazy is that like the veterans on that team is like giving Deshaun is their blessing to go. Like they're, te- they're, they're telling him like we agree, <laughs> bounce, bounce now, like leave now. Oh, AJ Watt is basically telling him to go. He's like he apologized and he said he's. He feels bad because he felt that the team wasted all of Deshaun Watson's uh, two years off of Deshaun Watson's career or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was something ridiculous like that. Like, I mean, that goes to show you what that culture is about. What what the whole culture of that team is about. Um, yeah, he's just done, and I don't blame him. No. It's it's too little, too late. You had your opportunity. Um, you had your opportunity. You could have brought him. You could have brought him in. You could have, and it's not like he was asking for much either. He was just asking for to have a voice at the table. He wanted to help pick, have some say into who his coach was, because he's gone through so many different coaches for the past couple of years, and none of them have worked out. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it, man. This isn't like this isn't like back in the '80s where you know guys will just waste away on a team and and never play for anybody else. Those days are long behind them. Let's um, um let's get into the NFL awards. Our our choices. This is not a prediction as to who's going to win the awards. It's just our selections as uh, so who's going to win um, these awards in these categories, which obviously is going to be different because I think the NFL awards is the night before the Super Bowl is on Saturday. It's, it's pretty much going to be all on Zoom, <laughs> NBC <laughs> Zoom collaboration, it looks like. <laughs> but, right. but um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see. I don't even know how they do that. So I guess whoever the nominees are, I guess the, um, I, I saw it this year. I think it was like the, the – Oscars or the the I forgot which award show it was where to every uh, person that was nominated for the award they had somebody outside of their house waiting with the trophy they just left. So I wonder if it's gonna be the same thing. So like if you're if you're like Mahomes, somebody's waiting outside of your 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 um your hotel or, or your suite for the with the MVP and if you lose it just they just walk down the hallway and just press the elevator and go back downstairs. Interested to see how that works. COVID times, though, you know how it is right now. So. Oh, absolutely, man. We're we're living in the COVID COVID era. That's for sure. Yeah, every everything is out the window. So I'll I'll let you start first. Um, who's your offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie rookie of the year. Um, well, this, this is actually a pretty good choice too. Yeah, I have two guys. I have two players in mind specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I have um, the wide receiver for the rookie wide receiver for the Vikings, um, Justin Jefferson, I believe his name is. Yep. Yep. Um, absolute stud. He had a phenomenal year. This guy surpassed what I think it was around fourteen hundred yards. Yep. Um, I think he had around eight or nine touchdowns. He just had a spectacular. That's a good year for a, a veteran player. For a rookie, it's pretty unbelievable, especially somebody who's catching passes from Kirk Cousins. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes this guy's real sketchy when it comes to throwing the football. Yeah. Um, so I would say it would be between Justin Jefferson and definitely Justin Herbert. Um, 
Justin Herbert is probably going to win it, quarterback for the Chargers, just because they always tend to give it to quarterbacks. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't even argue if they did give it to him because he had a fantastic year. And he kind of stepped in at the last minute. He wasn't even supposed to be playing, but then um, I remember the starter. Uh, what was it? Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, this guy had like a, few, a fluke injury. Whereas, what was it? They were giving him a painkiller. The doctor was giving him a painkiller, and he accidentally punctured his lung. And within a day or so, the, Justin Herbert found out that he was going to be playing. And this guy, from the first game, you could tell that this guy was special. You know, he's averaging, he was averaging less than 300 to 400 yards per game, two to three touchdowns. Um, he's just a fantastic player. So I think it would be Justin Herbert, but it could be either Justin Herbert or I would say it would be, um, it would be, yeah, or Jefferson. If I'm Tyrod Taylor, I'm uh, I'm still con considering suing the, the, the Chargers <laughs> for what happened to me. I Absolutely. Mean, I mean, you know, he was a stopgap QB and I mean, I mean, everybody kind of knew what his role was, but. But to lose your, your starting spot based on what the team doctors did to you, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, if I'm them, I'm, I would still never forgive that team for that. Yep, that, I agree. That was beyond ridiculous. So Absolutely. I still can't believe it, to be honest with you. I mean, I can't believe he didn't sue. I think that's the big shocker for me. I thought for sure he decided he's not going to sue. So, I mean, I, I don't know who his lawyer is. I don't know whose people are. But, you know, he's not getting that starting position back. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. His opportunity is long gone, man. It's gone. So, like I said, at most he would have lasted a year being the starter at most. But, but just like I said again, to me, you know, it's football. You lose your starting spot, like you know how it is, man. It, it just there's always somebody chomping at the bit. I had a uh, my cousin that was, that was that used to play in the NFL. I remember he gave me this story about how um, when he was uh, with the Falcons, um, this is OJ Santiago. But when he was with the Falcons, his first year. And it's to tell you just the mentality of football players. And I mean, you played football, so I know you understand this, but the, I remember he broke his, I think he broke his leg. And he played the last three games on a, broke, on a broken leg because the tight end that was behind him was a beast and he was like chomping at the bit, ready to start. You know, so, so we played like two or three of the, the last games of the year on a fractured leg just so he doesn't lose his starting spot. And that to me is insane. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely, for sure. Just said football players are just different. That's insane, but I'm, but I'm like, it's it's a situation where it's like you know you lose your you, you lose your starting job. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. Like that's that's football. Unless you're like a, a franchise leading guy, anybody can lose their spot. It seems like, and and that's that's how it's, it's kind of designed. But to lose it based on what the the team doctors did to you is a whole different thing, though. Such a sad situation, man. Such a sad situation. Like, I've never been, I'll be honest with you, I've never been a fan of Tyrod Taylor. Right. But okay. to, to watch somebody lose their position like that, um, and from the first game, you knew he wasn't going to get that position back. Like, yeah. his opportunity literally disappeared, all because some doctor who supposedly has had all sorts of lawsuits against him right. for, <laughs> like, why did the team even hire this guy in the first exactly. place? Exactly, exactly. Like, this guy has legit lawsuits against him. And they hire him to be the, the a team doctor? Like, I don't know, man. How can you not sue? That's all I could say. Yeah, they're, they're, they're extremely negligent. Like, honestly, like, I, I, don't, I, I think he should revisit the su <laughs> suing that team. Especially, especially if this, like, causes some sort of, um, not long-term effects, but, like, if this, if this halts him from, you know, being able to play again in his career. I think he's okay now. 
So I don't think he has to worry about it there. But I, I would still, I would still recommend suing. I, like honestly, this is something I would strongly consider. That, oh, absolutely. That to me is insane. Um, with that said, though, sorry, I, I know we kind of moved away from the subject a little bit, but um, I think Justin Jefferson to me would be the guy. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would go with him personally, even though Herbert, I totally agree, had an amazing season. 30, 31 TDs, ten picks in your rookie year is that is beyond phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. Um, you know, before Joe Burrow got hurt, like that was a very solid looking quarterback too. There was really some really good running, uh, sorry, running backs, but rookies this year. James Robinson was another one um, yep. in Jacksonville that uh, I know the team was one in fifteen, but he filled in admirably yep. for uh, you know when they cut Leonard Fournette. Absolutely. So he had a great year, but like yo, I mean. When when a guy breaks Randy Moss's rookie record, and I remember, and I think you remember that that uh, Randy Moss's first season in the league, how <laughs> incredible and, and psychotic that was. So the fact that you Dominate. broke that record, man, can can you imagine how much better he'll be when he when he doesn't have Kirk Cousins throwing on the ball? Oh my gosh, blows <laughs> my mind. Honestly, honestly, considering Kirk Cousins, like he's the type of quarterback he starts off very very slow. I find within the past three years, like the first two, three, four games, he plays absolutely terribly, like horribly. And he starts to pick it up. I always find around the fifth or sixth game, he starts to pick it up. And all of a sudden, he starts throwing touchdowns, and he's a little bit more competent competent all the way towards the end of the game. But I always find he always starts off the season slow. If Jefferson had started off with a competent quarterback for the first three, three or four or five games... Yo, this guy would have been at 2,000 yards, man, because he's <laughs> that good. Yeah, he's really good. This is also another team that um, coincidentally should be in the sweep six for, uh, for Deshaun uh, Watson as well. How much better would this team be with, with, with him in the backfield, especially when you got Thielen and, and Jefferson in the wings, Desha- uh, Daquan Cook as the running back? That's nothing to sneeze at, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, the future's bright. We, we definitely have some, some future studs. Some future studs that are about to take off, and I mean, Justin Jefferson. Wow. Well, when you could put in your same, when you could put your name in the same category as Randy Moss from like a rookie perspective, I mean, that's that says it all. So, defensive rookie of the year. I, I'll start this first. Um, my guy is Chase Young on the Washington Football Team. Mm-hmm. You look at his stats. He had seven and a half sacks, uh, thirty-two tackles, four forced uh, force fumbles. This guy's already a pro bowler in year one. He's a blue chip talent. I mean, he got drafted second overall. He, as well as the rest of the line, has a, uh, they have a real opportunity to, to kind of similar to how like Nick Bosa, the year before who was a, the, the number two pick with the Niners, the fact that he had as well. He, I mean, he was damn near the defensive player of the year as well as a defensive rookie of the year. So this is why I said, you know, I, I said before, you know, in our earlier pods that I believe Washington has a Washington has a bright future depending on how their offseason goes. You know, and, and again, unless injuries occur, um, he's he's the type of guy that's definitely going to be raking in a lot of money, you know, over the next, like, five to ten years. Absolutely. I agree completely. I mean, when it comes to, from my perspective, when it comes to defensive rookie of the year, I can't even, no other name comes to mind except for Chase Young. Like, he's that dominant. He's that good. Um, he's definitely one of the reasons why Washington made it to the playoffs this year. Their defense basically carried them to the playoffs. Because their offense was, eh, you know, Alex Smith. Eh. They do have some really good weapons on that team. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Anthony Gibson. They have um, F1, Terry McLaurin. 
Um, they definitely have some weapons. They have um, the tight end. I can't remember his name now. Um, yeah, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Um, but their defense is basically, it's for real. Their defense is amazing. And Chase Young is a huge part of it. I can't even think of any, to be honest with you, I can't think of any other defensive rookies that would even get close to Chase Young right now. So I think that one is definitely a runaway for sure. Whitfield's uh, son, <laughs> Antoine Whitfield Jr., was another one on uh, that was see had a solid year this year as, as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember the linebacker on linebacker on the Ravens. I'm trying to remember his name now. Um, Patrick Queen. So this yes. Patrick Queen as well was a, a very solid player as well. But uh, absolutely. But Chase Young, uh, yeah. To me, there's there's no. It's him, and then there's everybody else. It's it's not even close. Uh, for comeback player of the year, is there any? other choice other than Alex Smith? Uh, aside from maybe Tom Brady. Um, but Alex Smith, he's got the story. He's got... Um, he played relatively good this year. I don't think anybody comes close to him. I mean, I only the only reason I say Brady is because um, Brady went from last year where he was the Patriots. He had something like maybe 25 touchdowns, um, you know, 10 to 12 interceptions. This year, 40 touchdowns. Over four thousand yards, uh, fifteen interceptions. But I mean, he, it's his story does not come anywhere close to Alex Smith, considering that almost what was it two years ago, this guy was off, on the verge of dying because of um, an infection in his leg um, yeah. due to a horrible injury he had on the football field. Um, to come back from that um, is is phenomenal, you know. And he, you know, he wasn't a superstar when he played this year, but he was good enough to win some games. He's never been a stud, but he was good enough to play some games. So, I mean, with his story, um, with how he played, I think he's he's definitely the runaway favorite for that. Yeah, I believe so, too. I, don't, I, I think it's just self-explanatory. I don't think there's anything to really talk about. All you have to do is, is watch the, um, I think ESPN did the uh, the E60. If you ever watched that show E60, they, they did one on Alex Smith. Just watch that episode, and that explains basically everything. That you need to know about that award because, um, yeah, that, that leg will look gruesome. Beyond yeah, it gruesome. was a bad injury. Yeah, that leg looked gruesome. Like, that was like his, his leg was like black, like at, at one point. And, and I mean, that was, I mean, that was not only an amputation situation, but that was like, as you said, he almost died. So, what yep. I mean, what is there to discuss? <laughs> there really isn't anything to discuss. And he had a winning record while he was on the football field. I mean, come on, man. It's, I, I don't, yep. I don't even care about the stats. Just the fact that he did that and he had a winning record and he helped them get to the playoffs, I don't need to know anything else. I was surprised when he still decided he wanted to play. Yeah. I figured that type of injury, injury like that's a uh, – I figured he was done. Nobody would have blamed him for retiring after that injury. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you think of – that's one of the worst injuries you, you, you've probably seen in football. I mean, the Joe Theismann one is, is, yeah. uh, is similar. I don't, that, that one to this day – his injury and um, don't Google or YouTube Sean Livingston's injury, the, bas- um, the basketball point guard that was on uh, the Clippers back in the day. He just retired from Golden State, but Roger, don't, don't ever – just trust me when I say this. You don't ever want to watch that injury. No, I definitely want to watch that injury. I can't oh, remember man. that one. No, I the, remember Joe the, Theismann's one. I remember Joe Theismann because I, I, I specifically remember Lawrence Taylor jumping up after he hit him screaming for the medics to come and <laughs> basically look at this guy. That's how bad it was. I felt like Lawrence Taylor was actually rattled by that. Oh, he was distraught. He was distraught by it. 
I remember that. He was distraught by it. And for somebody like Lawrence Taylor to be distraught by, by what he did is, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know it was bad. But, that says a lot in itself. Yeah. Agreed. But that shot, don't do it. Don't do not do the Sean Livingston injury. <laughs> don't do it to yourself, Roger. Don't do it. Fair enough. Fair Roger, enough. Roger's like, I'm doing it right now. It's halfway through the podcast. going to be like, oh, it, God. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, who's your coach of the year? Ooh. Coach of the year. That was a tough one, man. The coach of the year. Um... Let me see. There's a few coaches that actually come to mind. I mean, there's obvious. There's the obviously obvious choice choices. You know, I would say Bruce Arians. Um, I'd say um, Andy Reid, definitely. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one, Calvin. That's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, I would have said Matt Lafleur. Um, I would say that just because you know since he started with um, with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, I feel like he has uplifted the team because they have played a lot better. They made it to the playoffs last year. You know, they were one step away from the Super Bowl this year. Um, But I can't fully say his name because that field goal at the end of uh, the Packers versus the Bucks game, that kind of eliminated him off of of my list after that. Even though this is a regular season award, though. Even though it's a regular season award, I feel like that, that play call... I think that that, trans- that transcends the playoffs into the regular season. <laughs> I do feel that. I feel like it was that bad, Calvin. I really, truly do. I truly feel it, it does. I mean, that's right up there with um, having Russell Wilson throw the ball um, to basically an unknown, an unknown guy on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl with 10 seconds left. Yeah. Like that's that's how bad that was pretty bad. Like you you take the ball from your stud quarterback and kick a field goal even though you're down by eight points. I, I don't know. I, I don't, still, I, I don't I know if it's that bad. Time. I don't know if it's if it's Russell Wilson bad. I don't know if it's that bad. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, right. Cause, yeah, cause that, that Russell bad. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that yeah, that play was pretty bad. Yeah, that play was pretty bad. Um, yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot of people that are worthy of it. I mean, this one. I don't know. It's it's definitely a tough call. Um, you could look at um, Kevin Stefanski as well. Um, oh yeah, he's the yeah. Browns. Yeah, I think he's the Browns head coach, right? Yes, he is. You know, there's a lot of guys that's worthy for sure. Um, he's he's actually very worthy. Uh, oh, absolutely! Like he definitely that team played amazing this year. Um, there's a few. There's definitely a few names, man. I yeah, you can. You know, it's funny. I wanted to choose Brian Flores, but I I can't unsee the Tua thing, man. I just <laughs> I, I can't yeah. see it because really and truly, they, to me, they should have just sat him the rest of the year. Everybody yeah. would understood, especially the injury that he had coming out of college. And yeah. I think honestly, throwing two in, I think I think it costed him a playoff spot. I think so too. Because to me, they they could have still had a chance to make the playoffs, and you still have Houston's pick, the number three sure. pick. So you weren't sure. losing. You weren't losing anything. You're still getting a high pick regardless. So it wouldn't have mattered. I get it, but it's to me. It was like, I don't know. I, I thought they should have just went with Fitzpatrick and just try to at least try to make the playoffs and then just have that morale. Then next, and then you know you have another year where you can bring in Tua. And he, I don't. Agreed. I don't. Think, I don't think Tua was totally ready. No, I don't think he was ready either. I mean, and considering considering that you did have a competent quarterback, um, that was playing yeah, well. I, yeah, yeah, and he he played well. He's always. 
I find he's like he's the ultimate Iron Man too. Like he's another Brady. This guy, I feel like this guy's gonna play for the next you know four to five years. So yeah, I didn't quite understand that. I mean, I, I would give it to Flores. Um, he did turn around that team. Yeah, they he did a fantastic team. job turning around that team and just turning around the general culture of the team too. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. he did a phenomenal job. Um, would I say he's coach of the year? I don't know. I don't know. Coach of the year, I always find coach of the year is just one of those awards where it's like, you know, it's a little subjective um, yeah. because you always have teams that kind of rise up, teams that were sucky last year who who definitely kind of rise up this year. It's always, I always find it's a, it's a tough one to gauge unless you have one team that just, you know, destroys everybody. Um, then it's different. But I mean, I don't feel like this year was that year. I feel like there was a lot of, there was a lot of coaches that would have been worthy, would be worthy of that award. I guess if I have to choose one, yeah, this is the Stefanski one is real good. That's a real, that's a really good one. It's a toss up, honestly, between him and Frank Wright. I would probably say Frank Wright just because, I mean, they finished with a, an eleven and five record. They made the playoffs. They had one of the best D's in the league. Um, the, the 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 run game was very solid, um, and. You know, I, th- I think they got a, a good last year from Philip Rivers. Um, uh-huh. and, and I think, honestly, and I mean, this is due to, you know, some of, some of it is due to coaching, some of it is due to the player working hard, obviously. Most right. of the player working hard, but I think they might have found a stub with Michael Pittman. Even though he was third on the team in, in yards, I think he's actually really good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see where, where they are, the, the, the Colts. I think they're in a situation where, I think they they have to go all in on on Deshaun Watson too. Although I don't know how that's going to work because it's it's the same division, so the chances of them getting um, Deshaun is going to be highly unlikely. You know, but uh, they may have to give up the stadium and play in a high school arena. One hundred percent. That trade is done, but um, but yeah, I think it's a toss up between. I would yeah, it's it's almost split down the middle. I would I would lean maybe towards Frank Wright, but I mean Stefanski. And you know, and Flores as well did, did great jobs. And you know, Stefanski. I mean, you can't you can't underrate the job that he did. Cleveland actually made the playoffs for the first time in almost twenty years. I mean, what can you say to that? You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can't. You, it doesn't get any better than that, especially for Cleveland. Yeah, and, and they won. <laughs> and they yeah. won. And had a sure. chance to almost play in the um, in the championship once um, Mahomes went down. So yeah, it's like, true. They were there, man. Yeah, they could. They had their opportunity to win it. They're gonna be good. Like they're they're gonna be good at least for next year. At least unless they have injuries and stuff, they're gonna be good. Yeah, I agree. Um, who's your offensive player of the year? Uh, I would have to give it to Derrick Henry, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is, guy is. Is there he, even a second? <laughs> I I can't even think of anybody who would come close to him. I mean, this guy topped two thousand yards. He had like seventeen touchdowns. I mean, come on, how how can you possibly give it to anybody else? Yeah, I don't think you can. No, 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 no. He was he was a phenomenal player this year. He had a he had like a, a storybook type season. Um, yeah, I mean, other people I would even think if I wanted to throw somebody in there, I'd say maybe Aaron Rodgers, but I would definitely say Derrick Henry. I mean, he seems like the most worthy to me. Yeah, I mean, he ran for you know obviously ran for two thousand yards. He was. He was almost 500 yards better than the second place runner up, which is uh, uh, Daquan Cook. Like yeah, he he, Cook. he ran almost 500 yards more than he did this year, which is which is insane. It's funny when you look at 
and this will tell you how much the the, the running back game has changed. Because when you look at rushing yards or rushing leaders, man, yes. there isn't really a lot. There's only only eight running backs ran for a thousand yards. Yep. And and really and truly, outside of outside of uh, Cook and Henry, nobody ran for more than twelve hundred yards. Like it's just a different game. Like there's there's nine there's nine people who ran for a thousand yards. One of them is a quarterback, which is uh, um, Lamar Jackson. Everybody, not surprised. Yeah, everybody else is like you look at it. It's it's man. It's wow. It, it was actually a little surprising looking at it today, like how bad it is. Well, I think it's just the evolution of the position. Um, I feel like slowly but surely, like the workhorse running back, um, they are slowly being replaced by committees. Yeah. And, um, you know, it could be for a variety of reasons. It could be because they don't want to pay the person. Like, the higher the stats you get, the more money you're, gonna, you're going to um, demand. Look at Dalvin Cook, perfect example of that. Um, you know, look at other guys that have come before him. It's either that or they don't want you to get injured. So they want you to share the workload and really save you for when they really need you. Yeah. Um, there's a variety of different reasons why, why that's the case. But I feel like there's, I mean, when you look at now compared to, let's say, 10, 20 years ago, like, it's completely different. You yeah. know, it's completely different now. Like, really and truly, the only workhorse, really and truly, is um, is Henry and Cook. I Pretty much, yeah. Because, I mean, even Elliot, Elliot, I think, is like like uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's almost at the point where I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's in a, in a, in a two-man committee next year at the, at the, very, at the very least. Calvin, I would not be surprised. I feel like Elliot has been slowly declining over the past couple of years. And a lot, this year he had a horrible, horrible year. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It, it could be because most of his offensive line was was pretty much banged up all year. Yep. Um, it could be because they lost their quarterback very early. Yep. Uh, Prescott. Could be a variety of different reasons. But all in all, like when I did watch him, he didn't really have the push that he normally does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He didn't look like he was running as hard as he normally does. Past couple of years, he's been money, and when it comes to the goal line, they would always give the give him the ball. Yeah. Now it's like they're pulling him out, and they're giving the they're giving um, what's his name of the the backup um, Pollard. Yeah, this year they gave Pollard more and more plays, yep. and I think next year I, I really do think it's going to be a committee. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting where the game is going, man. Like it's it's. I, I don't know if it's if it's for better or for worse, but it's just it's just weird. Like you're watching it now, you're like, this is really odd to see, man. I don't know That's what to true. say to it. When you look at Henry's stats, I mean, he, he had three 200 yard games this year. We and, and man, he's he scored 33 touchdowns the last two years. It's crazy. That's a, that's crazy. A, that's insane. Like it's, it, again, this is a COVID year, so everything is just out the window. But it's so weird because like I feel like his run to 2000 was so underpromoted. Like I didn't even, was. honestly, Roger. I didn't even realize he ran for two thousand yards until like I think I was watching the like NFL game day highlights at night, like late at night, and I'm like, wait a minute, he was a, he was a contention for two thousand yards. Wait a minute, he got two thousand yards. <laughs> like I was like, what the hell? What, what like where was I? Like <laughs> I know, I know. It was honestly, it was the most unstated two thousand yards. It was the most unstated two thousand yards ever. Like nobody was talking about it at no. all. But you could tell he was racking up yards. Like he did, like no, of course. He had two games where he had three games where he was over two hundred yards. Yeah, when he was, he ran wild over some teams. So it's just one of those years. I, I guess it's just it's just one of those things where it's like COVID kind of masked everything. Yeah. So people didn't realize how well he was actually running. Yeah, like it's it's funny because 
Um, there usually is a regression for guys that run 2,000 yards in, in history. The, the following year, they, they almost drop off by about, a, I would say, maybe at least 400-plus yards the following year. So, interesting. As, as, yeah, which is interesting because it's weird. It's, like, it's almost like a bit of a wear and tear when, it, when yep. it comes to that. So I don't know if he's going to drop to that degree. But, you know, you know, as you know, those big running backs, they, they take major hits. And after a while, that shit takes its toll, man. But he's still so young because he just – I think he just turned 27. So oh, it, wow. it, it's possible that he beat the odds. I know, right? So it's crazy. That, but I'm like, like I'm expecting like a, a regression. And, and it's weird, too, that the Titans actually have – I think there's, what, six or seven running backs that's run for 2,000 yards in, in the history of the game. I think it's six. Mm-hmm. Um who was it? OJ Simpson, Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, um, Chris Johnson, Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. and and him. And the Titans have two of them in their <laughs> history, right? Because because Chris Johnson was the last guy. CJ two K yep. was the last one to, to get it. CJ two K, absolutely. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, man, he was so fast too, man. Like that that guy <sighs> just looked like he was like running on 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 clouds, man. Like I used to <sighs> love watching him run. Absolutely. He was so quick. Oh, man. He made people miss. He was fantastic. Like, he, oh, my gosh, he was so fast. Yeah. Derek, definitely Derrick Henry. I mean, I can't even think of anybody really truly coming anywhere close no. to him. No, I, I think he has that wrapped up. Who's, who's your, uh, I think this, this award's a little harder, but who's your defensive player of the year? Uh, that one's tough, man. That one's tough. You have the usual suspects. You have Aaron Donald, who's always phenomenal. Like, he was phenomenal last year. Um, he would probably be in the top of my pile. Um, but then you have other guys like TJ Watt, who played, who was fantastic. Um, you have Shaq Barrett, who played really well as well. Um, you know, so the, there's a lot of people up there. I would probably say most likely it's going to be Aaron Donald. Um, che- just because of his body of work. You hacked my computer again. I know it. I gotta get the Norton antivirus, man. You just <laughs> hack it into my shit. <laughs> so you got Aaron Donald too. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. What's your reasoning? Um, you know he he played fantastic this, this year. That's the thing with Aaron Donald. He always plays well every single year. Yeah. You know, always above double digit sacks. Um, you know, he's always the guy that. The other that other teams have to double team, sometimes even triple team. Um, he's the type of player that the quarterback always needs to know where he is. Um, it's just his his effect on the on the the offense, the competitive competitive offense. It's just it's just amazing. Like it's absolutely amazing. And this year was no less. Like he had a phenomenal year, and his team was the number one defense in the league. I mean, yeah. you know, between him and Jalen Ramsey. Between him rushing the quarterback and Jalen Ramsey cutting off the whole left side of the field, <laughs> that's the reason why they were so good this year, man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the best to me. He's the best uh, defensive player in football. Um, I don't want to say it's not close because there there is definitely uh, nominees for that. Like as you said, like Ramsey is teammate. Um, he's <laughs> phenomenal. Xavier Howard's phenomenal. Um, T.J. Watt, like man, how talented is that Watt family? Because <sighs> my God. Because they, have a, they have a third brother too. That's nice too. I, well, he's a fullback. He's a fullback for. Um, he's a fullback for another NFL team. Shoot, what team was it? I, I can't remember his name. I can't. Yeah, I know, but I know. Yeah. But I know he's solid too. In the position he plays, he's solid too. Guy, three NFL players, and three, t- and basically two of them are the top NFL players in I know, the league. I know. 
like what well, what's the odds of that happening man these guys yo their daddy needs to go and flip and jerk off in a flipping cup or something <laughs> because just, he's just... only breeding champions <laughs> he's breeding flipping six foot five six foot six 250 to 300 pound champions that's all he breeds Honestly, it's crazy. <laughs> oh man, I didn't want to see that image in my mind. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? It's 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 um it's crazy because number one, can you imagine breaking into that house? Oh, <laughs> and dropping oh, your weapon. <laughs> I would no, pay. You, break I in, would, you gotta break right in. You I would. I, I would pay anything to watch that. I would pay oh, anything sure. to watch to watch the uh, the the alarm system. Like just watch that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> how they pummel the burglar to death like that would just be that would be like made for tv some type some type of shit um no, i agree <laughs> completely yeah but yeah i mean like to me as i said like aaron donald's the best to me uh, 13 and a half sacks four first fumble four four uh forced fumbles 27 solo tackles 18 assisted 15 hurries 14 stuffs i mean it's it's hard to go with anybody else but him um oh, again like as a, a guy that's constantly double teamed at that size you know like i know early like on, a, on an earlier episode you know we were calling him we were calling him wolverine because at his height the the fact that he's on the line like he's not even on the um, he's not even on like the um, the edge like he's he's over the, the the nose tackle like i don't know how the hell this guy does that at that at that height like you know how strong he must be man holy smokes Cause he's moving guys. Like it's not even like is this all speed. Like he's moving guys. Like he's getting double team and moving guys left and right. Absolutely, absolutely. He's a flipping strong guy. It's not even as if he's he's specifically huge. I mean, he's strong as hell. Like he's he's grown man. He's got grown man strength. The dude's like six foot one. He's two hundred and seventy pounds, and he's taking on he's taking on old linemen that are. You know, six foot five, six foot six, three hundred and some odd pounds, and he's literally throwing them up like how I would throw up my my three year old daughter. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, you look at some of the videos, some of his highlight videos. He's like picking up three hundred pound men and throwing them into other three hundred pound men and grabbing the quarterback. It's and running it's down the quarterback, like and running down the quarterback yeah. exactly because he's fast. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not slow at all. He's flipping quick for his size, man. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, I, I would say it has to be him. Um, and and I guess you know, I, I know you um, you shot your shot with the MVP. So um, <laughs> again, that's what I said. I think you hacked my computer. But I mean, really and truly, the MVP, the MVP mm -hmm. is one of those, especially in the NFL, is one of those things. I feel like there's almost no competition. By the time we get to the end of the season, we pretty much already know who it is at the end of every year. True. You know, so, you know, it started off with Russell Wilson. I think he was yes. the early MVP, and then the middle of the year was Mahomes. You thought Mahomes was going to run run away with it, but then he kind of faltered, uh, much oh. like Wilson. Well, not 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 as bad as Wilson, but he, um, you know, he definitely you know fell off a little bit in terms of winning the MVP. Anyway, even though I still yep. think he's the best player in football, the most dangerous player player in football. Um, oh, but yeah. Aaron was probably the most consistent. You know, yeah. throughout the whole year, like he was, he was at the same level all through the year. You know, I agree. I agree. Aaron Rodgers had a fantastic year. I mean, forty-eight touchdowns, um, forty-two hundred yards, um, only five picks. Like he had a great, he had a great, great season. 
And I mean, even look at his look at his number one wide receiver, uh, Devontae Adams. Dude had like seventeen touchdowns this year. I know. Like, I mean, it can't go it can't go unstated how well Rogers played this year. And his team did phenomenal. I mean, his team was they were a great team. You know, many people, many, many people had them as the pick to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah. You know. He just he just ran into Tom Brady. That's that's all that happened. It's weird, man, because you you realize he never really had a blue chip number one like ever in his in his career that he's been on Green Bay, because they were all made to be that, but they were never like. Because I mean, you think from Greg Jennings, like Greg Jennings was tough, um, <laughs> but you wouldn't say he was like top five receiver in his in his um, you know, in his position, you know, even when he was in his prime. Um, mm. Jordy Nelson, I mean, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb were tough. I don't yep. know if you'd say Jordy Nelson as good as he was when he was playing. Was he a top five or top two or top three receiver? I don't know if you could say that he was, even though he was really good. And now Adams. Mm. I think Adams is well. I think Adams now is top five, but it's always guys that they kind of grown. They they kind of grew from within. Like they never drafted that number one stud, which they could have did last year because I think they could have mm. got Jefferson. And yep. um, and imagine imagine if they got Jefferson on that team too. <laughs> My God, that would have been crazy. That would have been unfair. That's what it should it would have been. Well, they would have been in the Super Bowl, I would think, if that happened. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I still don't know what um, Green Bay's um, what their GM was thinking. Honestly, I have no clue what they were what he was thinking. You, you're telling me you pass on the first round of all these wide receivers, a plethora of wide receivers yeah. that can help your team, and you pick up a quarterback. When your when your quarterback is literally still in his prime, it's not even as if it's a situation where it's like Brady, who's he's like forty three years old. You know, Belichick might think that his his skills are degrading, but it had I think it still has more to do with the, his weapons than anything else. But Aaron Rodgers is still in his prime, and you go and you pick up a quarterback in the first round. Like I mean, what what were you thinking? Were you trying to piss off Aaron Rodgers? Did you not want him on the team? Like. Like, oh my God, I, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I, it blows my mind that so these people are actually getting paid to make these decisions. Now, how much longer do you think he has in Green Bay? Because, I mean, he is 37 years old. Mm. But it's but, um, but it's at the same time, to lend to what you're saying, it's it's clearly, obviously, I mean, the season that he had, like, that's this is obviously this is not a fluke. He, and he still he still has a lot left in the tank. True. So sure, like sure. so like how long how much but with that with that draft pick like how how much longer do you think he has in Green Bay now? Honestly, I think he probably has about a year, maybe a year, maybe two years tops before he demands a trade. Um, but it depends. Situations change quickly, right? If he has another banner year next year and he makes it to the Super Bowl, he might change his mind completely. You never truly know. I mean, this year was a fantastic year, but you know they lost in a heartbreaker. And a heartbreaker game, and um, you know a lot of the decisions that were made during that game was pretty questionable. So I mean, I get it. At the end of the game, he was pissed off. He was angry, probably very sad. I, I can't really take what people say at the end of a loss for face value. Yeah, the true test will come within the next couple months. How he reacts, what he says, mm -hmm. because I mean, yeah, the dude looked like he just lost his best friend. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, get this guy, put this guy in a rubber room somewhere because I, I feel like he might hurt himself. That's how I felt after I watched him. That's the thing too. They got some good pieces, man, because their defense was good. Like it, yeah. it improved this year. Um, what is the name? Robert Tunyon, that the the tight end who was trading yeah. for George Kittle this off season. He's almost like he's, he's basically a stud, you know, at, at that position. You know, like Lazard is good. Like if they can get like I don't know what the what the um the draft class is for receivers. I think it's another good class. But mm-hmm. if if it, if so, I mean, you take a shot there and just see if you can bring somebody like that along to go with Adams. Like if you just add like one more piece, I think. And really, they, they, they have enough. But you add one more piece, like one more, like, say, like, stud receiver, even if he's not a number one, but like a 1A, psh, I, I think next year it would be – I mean, they're going to have some stiff competition because there's some good teams in, 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 the, uh, in the NFC, but, yeah. you know, and, and if they're healthy and stuff. But I think they're – you know, they, you, would, you would make them strong contenders again, especially, like I said, if they, if they draft, like, like one of those, you know, high-end receivers, uh, yeah, I don't see – I really don't see how they don't go. They don't, they're not playing back in the NFC Championship again next year. I agree. I agree. I mean, they have a phenomenal team. I, I think even if they don't have, if they don't get another stud receiver, I still think they have a good chance of making it back to the Super Bowl. I mean, he he has a lot of good young talent. Like Lazard is fantastic. Um, Tanyan, I feel like he's an upper cover, um, up and coming tight end. Um, you know, Aaron um, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Fantastic. running back, yeah. Amazing running back. They have some really good pieces. Um, I think they should have they should have made it to the Super Bowl this year. But I think they just ran into they ran into Tom Brady and a very good defense. As you said, I think he's walking away with this award everybody pretty much knows. Um it's, it's, it's the other ones, the other it's the other awards I think that's I wouldn't say even in flux, but um there's you know, there, there's a little more mystique with, with the other choices, but MVP is you pretty much know who it is at this point. True. Um, so regarding the Super Bowl, just you know, just we'll uh, we'll wrap this up with uh, you know just having this talk on the big game. This is what everybody's here for to watch, you know, oh, and yeah. having those conversations uh, right now. You know, pertaining to the league right now. You know, when when we're not talking about COVID, um, what would you say is the most important matchup for you on Sunday that you? That's that's like the major factor. Um, I would say it would be the offensive line versus Shaquille Barrett and JPP. Okay. Yeah, I think I think this game, honestly, I, I know everybody wants to watch a high-flying game. I think this is going to be one of the games that's just going to be it's all about the trenches. I think Tampa Bay is going to try and run the ball. Yeah. And I think it's going to be all about defensively for Tampa Bay, just Rushing four guys, not blitzing Patrick Mahomes, rushing him, and just everybody else playing a soft zone. Double key, double teaming Kelsey, double teaming uh, Terry Kill. I think that's the key of the game. If somebody's going to beat them, let it be um, Hardman or Sammy Watkins or somebody else, but not have Kelsey and not have um, Terry Kill beat you. Yeah. So. You know, currently KC, their their two um, their two starting tackles, offensive tackles, are out. Eric Fisher and I can't remember what the next guy's name is. Yeah. But Eric Fisher is top tier, top tier, um, um, top tier offensive lineman. I feel like just having two guys, two replacements filling in. I don't know. I think they're gonna have a tough time. 
not to say I, I think that KC won't have a chance to win because Patrick with Patrick Mahomes, you always if you have Patrick Mahomes, you always have a chance. But I think that um, you know I think he's going to be under some pressure, and um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good game to watch. It's funny I, I read that the uh, the backup uh, O line uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, apparently he was <clears throat> he he was on Miller was running through. Um, on the Super Bowl six years ago in Carolina, so oh, yeah, so that's not a, that's not good that he's going to be starting because I mean JPP right now is, you know that that defense is hot right now. Oh, that defense is so hot, so hot. Um, those pass rushers, oh my gosh, I mean they're phenomenal. JPP, JPP is always good, and he's always finds himself in Super Bowls. Like he yeah. he's won Super Bowls with the Giants. Yeah. He was on the team with the Giants when they beat the Patriots those yep. two times. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's big, tall, fast, strong. Um, Shaquille Barrett is phenomenal as well. Um, that whole Tampa defense has been pretty good. Um, their only weakness, I would say, would be more on the back end in terms of their DBs. Yeah. Um, but their linebackers are phenomenal. Um, you know, they have Vita Villa in the center. Mm-hmm. Fantastic run stopper. You know, they were number one when they number one against the run. Um, in the past, they weren't as good. They were like 10th or 12th. But um, their pass rush, it's all about the pass rush. To lend to what you're saying, man, I think Leonard Fournette is um, is going to be important to that game as well because, I mean, he started playing really well at the end of the year when um, once uh, Ronald mm-hmm. Jones got got injured, and he took advantage of his opportunities. He um, did. Yo, did, did you hear the story, what happened with him in Jacksonville? No, actually, I didn't. So, I didn't. so basically they said what happened was he showed up to practice and mm-hmm. they told him at um, you know at the gate to basically go see the coach right away, and when he went up there, um, the coach uh, basically just said, "Hey, thank you for your service. We got it from here." Wow. No, no explanation <laughs> as to why he got cut. He said he had no. He said he basically had to take a week off and kind of just like get his mind right because he was oh like God. he was so shocked that that the fact that he got cut with no warning and no explanation. <laughs> My God, I'm not surprised. Not it's Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yep. <laughs> it's Jacksonville. Like, come on, man. Come on. This guy was your foundation pay- player for the past two to three years. Absolutely. Like, he was a solid, solid running back. And then one day he just comes in. They bashed him, too. They bashed him. I'm sorry, but there has to be a reason why the top one of the top running backs, like top five run, I'd say top five to ten running backs within the past two to three years, he just gets released and nobody picks him up. Like, literally, nobody even sniffed him. Yeah. Nobody inquired. They tried to trade him. They couldn't trade him. There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. Um, there was rumors coming out that he was difficult and so on. But there was rumors coming out about Jalen Ramsey. Think of all the players, the great players that left Jacksonville within the past I know, couple of years. I because that one year where they um, they almost went to the Super Bowl, and they and they gave that the, the Patriots the run for the money that that AFC championship because their defense was incredible. It was their defense yeah. and it was Leonard Fournette. That was basically 100%. the key to their team. He was their whole offense at the time. Yeah. He was the whole offense. And he was at a rookie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they literally pissed it away. They, they really, literally They really did. Oh my gosh. Like it's it's crazy. They were they had such a good defense that, that year when they went against the Patriots. It, it was unbelievable. That defense they was unbelievable. Fantastic. It was they were phenomenal, and they literally pissed away all the players, drove away all their stars, and then they finally got rid, finally got smart and got rid of their head coach. I mean, 
Yeah, but Leonard Fournette, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. He's always been a phenomenal player. I feel like at the starting of the season, um, I felt that he really, I don't know what, maybe his head wasn't fully into it, or I don't know what the reason was, but he wasn't playing to his full capacity. I only felt like during the mid-year after, um, what's his name? Um, uh, I keep, I keep forgetting Jones. what's his Yeah, Ronald Jones. After Ronald Jones got injured, um, then Fournette started to play a little bit better, play a little bit better. And then in the playoffs, like he's been phenomenal so far. Um, I think one of the keys to the game is going to be just get this, give this guy the ball. Let this guy run the ball because you know that they're going to blitz Brady. They're going to blitz Brady all day long. Yeah. Last game that they played um, when Tampa played KC during the year, and I think it was like week six, mm-hmm. they blitz Brady 40%, 48% of the time. One of the only one of the best ways you could stop a blitz is by having a running game, because all of a sudden they're going to be afraid to send guys because they know if they send too many guys, the running back could run all over them. So I mean, I think he's going to be definitely a big player in this game. I think I think so too, and and that's the one thing too. Like the Chiefs don't they don't defend the run well, you know. They don't. And if you want to keep the ball away from Mahomes, you know the to keep you know the yep. precious time of possession. If you want to keep that in your hands. You got to test that run game early and often, you know, and, and, and he's a physical guy. So I think if he, because I don't know what the what the status of Ronald Jones is, if he's going to be playing in this game a lot. But if mm-hmm. even if he isn't, yeah, I think you got to like punish. We talk about how Brady's kind of brought, you know, the Patriot way over to over to, to Tampa. I think that's one of the things that Belichick and them used to do really well is in these situations, especially the Super Bowl, they would in some of those Super Bowls, they would pound you to death with that running game. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and, and I, I think, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I think you got to kind of use that at least in the first couple of quarters. That, like, you, you got to, like, I think with, with, with Mahomes, with Mahomes, obviously you got to keep the ball out of his hands as much as possible. And, okay. I mean, that's how I think the Patriots beat Kansas City one of those years was because they, they ran the ball like crazy. Like, I remember, I remember that Tom Brady, I don't think you think he threw the ball that much. Like, that, no. that game they won in the AFC Championship. And and just to ruin their rhythm, like you you yeah. just don't want them on a, on a rhythm. So I think you just have to control the ball as much as possible. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut Absolutely. you off. Go ahead. No, I agree completely. I agree completely. I feel like the Patriots they created the blueprint on how to stop Patrick Mahomes. And their first time they played them was in the playoffs for the conference AFC conference finals. Um, and their keys to the game was basically running the ball, keeping the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. I mean, having a solid defense, they did that. And they actually managed to do that for three quarters. And then Patrick Mahomes still, still all of a sudden, like he always does in the fourth quarter, you know, like the fourth and the first three minutes, he scored like three touchdowns and brought them back. He's insane. Right? <laughs> he is insane. And then in the, they were lucky enough to win the, to- the coin toss in, um, in overtime. And Brady took it and drove down the field and they ended up winning. Yeah, but I do feel that the key to the game will be definitely to try and slow down Mahomes, um, take away his safety blankets. You know, take away Kelsey. Kelsey is a big part of their big part of their their passing game. I feel like if you could take him away, if you could somehow take away um, Tyreek Hill, um, I would actually I would be actually okay if Tyreek Hill had a solid game. But I think Kelsey is definitely one of the big keys because he scores touchdowns. Um, is like on field awareness as to where the open pockets are are just uncanny. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, he's the reason why third down, ten yards, this guy always gets open. He always finds the open man. He always finds the open pocket and you know, his hands are phenomenal. He scores touchdowns, he does everything. 
Um, you know, easier said than done. It's it's not hard to slow. It's not it's not easy to slow down a quarterback the caliber of Patrick Mahomes, but it can be done. Definitely, but I, I know I know you said that last game they they played against each other. I mean, Tyreek ran for like how much? How much yards did you go for that last yards. game? Oh, I thought it was two thousand. I thought it was two thousand yards. That's what it felt like. It felt like two thousand yards, <laughs> not two hundred yards. In the first quarter, yeah, so two hundred and twenty yeah. yards in the first quarter, and three. <laughs> was it two or three touchdowns? Yeah, like it was something ridiculous. Yeah, it was, like it was insane. Yeah, I, but I think, um, I think, um, I definitely think that they've learned from that. Because um, I mean, they had a, a horrible, horrible def- Like, I, I don't know who was calling the defense at the time, but. They were trying to. I think they were trying to man up on Tyree Kill, and Tyree Kill was just kept on burning his guy like over and over and over again. In the second half, they actually got smart, and they decided to instead of blitzing Patrick Mahomes, they just had everybody kind of drop back. They kept Tyree Kill in front of them. They double team Kelsey, and it made a big difference because it definitely slowed down Mahomes in the second half. Um, to the point where Brady had the opportunity to actually bring them back and possibly even win the game. They're going to have to do the same thing. Like, I mean, the Bucks defense, if they win, it's going to be because of the Bucks defense. I'm convinced it's not going to be because, you know, Brady throws for 500 yards yeah. and five touchdowns. Yeah, and I don't even think he cares about that at this point. Um, I don't think he cares, no. if he He's perfectly happy just being a game manager, controlling the game, not having any turnovers. Um but I think his, to be honest with you, I think that we're going to see a similar braid to how they played um, the Packers. You know, mm-hmm. realizing that um, Aaron Rodgers puts up a lot of points, Brady did do a lot of things that he doesn't normally do in terms of just kind of throwing up the ball, um, trying to give his receiver a chance, but also putting the ball in harm's way as well. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the one good thing about Brady. Brady does whatever he needs to do in order to win the game. So if he knows it's going to be a shootout, he has the he has the ability to to shoot the ball, to throw the ball. If he just needs to manage the game, and if he has two hundred yards and one touchdown, he's perfectly happy with that too, as long as they win. Yeah, it's funny. I think the the underrated matchup to me is um, I think it's Devin White versus uh, versus uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. I agree because um, I think he's, if if Devin White's able to control things underneath, it's going to give him a better chance to win. Which again, it's funny to say because I'm not like it. They can still go crazy even if they take away uh, Kelsey, um, and, okay. and Lord knows we've seen it. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I think it's I think he's uh, he's going to be important as well. I know Shaq Barrett. You're talking about him and and um, you know and suing those guys and stuff. They're going to be important, but I think Devin White's going to be important because like in the year, anytime they were they were causing havoc defensively, he was in the middle of everything. So, oh, sure. so I think to me that's the matchup. Like, who's gonna own like underneath? Is it gonna be White or is it gonna be Kelsey and and, and Mahomes? Because if it's Kelsey oh. and Mahomes, I oof, gee, that yeah. game may get away quickly. It might, it might. I can't say one thing. I mean, up front, Tampa Bay's defense. Um, you know, they're a bunch of all stars, basically. Yeah, they're tough. You know, whether you're looking at um, the guard. Um, if you're looking at Sue, whether you're looking at Barrett, whether you're looking at um, um, whether you're looking at White, I mean, they're really, really, really phenomenal up front. Um, the back end is usually where they can be had. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Like, 
It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be more strategy than anything. I mean, not to say it's not going to be a high-scoring game because I think they have the ability to do that too because when you look at Tampa's, Tampa Bay's offense, they're no slouches neither. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Evans on one side. You have Godwin on the other side. Um, you have um, Brait. You have Gronk. Um, you know, you have Fournette in the backfield. I mean, to be honest with you, if it was if they were going against any other team, I think they would be a shoe-in to win. Yeah. But just because you know how explosive Casey can be and how Patrick Mahomes could score, you know they could be down by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and then within two minutes, this guy scores three touchdowns. Like, oh, don't I know? He's it. that good. He's <laughs> that good. Yeah. Um, so I mean, sorry, yeah. Go no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your point. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, it's like I said, it's gonna be a great game. Uh, who's got more? I don't know. Like. I know, I don't know, just watching kind of like these previews and stuff, because I'm trying to think like who's who has more pressure on them in terms of the quarterbacks in this game, if it's if it's Brady or if it's Mahomes. And honestly, I don't know if it's either. Like, I, I think it's equal pressure for, for either of them. And the reason why I say that is because like if Brady wins, right, he's going to have more Super Bowl wins than any any and every franchise in the league, which that alone is just crazy. Um, he would have won seventy percent of the other Super Bowls that he that he played in, which you know, obviously, which is out of ten, which is nuts. Um, I read this stat where he's he's ended the season in the Super Bowl more than fifty percent of his career. <laughs> I know. I, I actually I heard that the other day, and I was blown away. I didn't even realize it. He's yeah. been in the league for twenty years, and fifty percent of his his time. And you were not even including that one year where he got injured. Where he blew his knee was, out, right? First game. Where he blew as is yeah, where he blew out his knee um within I think the first four or five games. Like yeah. that's just blows my mind. That that's crazy. If he wins another Super Bowl, uh, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and um, so go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, like in terms of pressure between the two, I don't know, man. It's it's a tough throw up. Um, you know, Brady, if Brady wins it's going to be another feather on his cap. Like he already has his career is enough for like, if you break down his career into like three parts, three, three separate kind of like three separate entities, any one of those parts would be super, would be, um, would be hall of fame worthy. Yeah. You know, whether when he started his career, he won like two, he won three super bowls within the first couple of years. He had a drought of maybe about five or six years. And then he won another three Super Bowls after that. Like, he, he's just had a phenomenal career. And I know everybody's hyping up Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's a phenomenal player. I really do. And, you know, I think he's a great player. I think he's a fantastic leader. I think he has very few holes in his game. But I think people have to be very careful when they start comparing him to all the greats that have come before him. Simply for the fact that, Part of the reasons why some of these players were great is because of longevity and their ability to just play year after year. And we don't really know yet whether Patrick Mahomes has that ability. Um, You know, he could win a Super Bowl this year, 100%. um, But I still think that you need to hold off at least for another three, four, five years. Let's see what he does. And um, and then you could start playing him in the same tier as Brady and the Montanas and, you know, all the truly greats. Yeah, he's he's so young, and you're right. Like yes. he, like Brady's got like again, it's a feather in his cap. That's why I'm saying like I don't know if there's real pressure for either guy because like even if he loses, mm-hmm. he still has six, right? Yeah, <laughs> he, I know. He still has six, and nobody's gonna look down on a 43 year old quarterback losing in a Super Bowl. 
You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. No like no, nobody's gonna like fault them for that. No, he he's technically according to a lot of people, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Nobody thought that Tampa Bay was really gonna go make it to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Right. I mean, everybody thought Patrick Mahomes was going to. If, if I'd say anything, I'd say the expectation is that Mahomes is going to win. Um, I think everybody's kind of expected it. They're the Super Bowl. They're the reigning Super Bowl champions. Um, you know, they have pretty much the, the same identical team that they had last year. There has been zero ta- zero changes, zero turnover. Their team is pretty much the same. I mean, the only reason Brady has a chance is because the only reason Tampa has a chance is because they have Brady, frankly. Yeah. They've always had a good defense, but I always feel that Brady, if you have Brady, you have a chance. And that's what I always tell people. I would never bet against this guy. You know, look at the past Super Bowls he's won with the Patriots. They haven't had the best team. They haven't necessarily had the best defense. They definitely haven't had the most, the best offensive players. But because they have Brady, they have a chance. Yep. And then when you look at Mahomes, right? Like, because obviously he's the, to me, is the best player in football. Um, with a with an incredible like, there's no ceiling on his future right now because just the things that he's done since he's been in the league, it's it's pretty much unprecedented. Um, yep. winning winning a second Super Bowl, especially going back to back, will put him in some great company historically. And I mean, considering like he he's not even close to his prime yet. Um, yep. it just adds to like the phenomenon of his uh, of his trajectory. But like, if he loses. He loses to a legend, even at forty-three years old. And yep. again, he has—he's so, going to have so much more opportunities to get back to this game. Um, and, and we, we know nothing's guaranteed in football, but like he has so much opportunities that I don't. Like I said, I, I don't know if there's a real pressure between either either of them. Like, yeah, you want to win, obviously. Like that's the pressure, I guess, in itself inherently. But like, really and truly, you—I don't know. I don't know if you can really say if like there's real pressure either way because if either one loses, it's not like oh my gosh, like this is a stain on your career. It's just. If Mahomes loses, it's like okay, you're you're one and one in Super Bowls. There's a lot of great quarterbacks about one and one in Super Bowls, you know. Oh, absolutely, for and, sure. And if he wins two, it's like yo, now this guy has two Super Bowl rings, an MVP, possibly two Super Bowl MVPs, you know, mm-hmm. to start off your career. Like three years in as a starter, like you've never seen anything like that before. And and again, like he's not even in his prime years yet. One thing I can say is. Um, you know, when you look back at history and when you look at look back at young quarterbacks in particular, like for me, what comes to mind is like Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson kind of came out of nowhere at the time. Um, he ended up being the starter for Seattle. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal. He was great. He led them to a Super Bowl. Still and great. Then he's still great right now, yeah. right? He led them to a Super Bowl. He led them to another Super Bowl back-to-back. Um, the first Super Bowl, they were amazing. Um Second Super Bowl, he ended up losing to Brady. And, of course, because of the play, which we described earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll. Don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> but anyways, um, after that, they haven't made it back to the Super Bowl since. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he has some really good weapons. I mean, you never know. Nothing is guaranteed in the NFL. That's Nothing it. is guaranteed. So just because you have two... like. Patrick Mahomes might he might win the Super Bowl. He might win this win the Super Bowl this year back to back. He might also lose, and there's no guaranteeing next couple couple of years whether he's going to make it back. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a perfect example of that. He's he's been one of the best players in the league for years now, and this guy's only sniffed the Super Bowl once. He's only 
He's played in a Super Bowl once, and he's won a Super Bowl once. And after that, he just simply just cannot make it back. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. It's hard to make it to a Super Bowl just because of the quality teams that you play in the playoffs. And then when you look at salary caps, when you look at injuries, like all these things can change the trajectory of a team. So, I mean, I don't care who you are. You could be as great as Aaron Rodgers. You could be as great as Russell Wilson. But there's no guarantee that you're going to make it back to the big game. No, agreed. With that said, I don't know if there's any real there's any real pressure, but like, I just I just marvel at where Mahomes is at, man. Like like so far yeah. to start his career, it's just it's unbelievable, man. Like, yeah, it's it's really unbelievable. Like he the like the really like the future is it's it's his, and I mean, but again, the quarterbacks that are coming down the pipeline is, is still in a great place. I don't like how they're talking about Lamar Jackson right now because I'm watching some of these shows talking about. I swear to God, they talk about Lamar Jackson sometimes like this guy's like done, and it's like isn't Lamar Jackson like 23, 24 years old? Like he's he's he like the same age as Mahomes, and he already has an MVP. Like what are we doing? Yeah, you know? I don't, I, I don't know, man. That kind of it always pisses me off because when they play well, they praise him. They say how great of a passer he is and a great runner. But then when he doesn't play well, it's like. You know, it's like he's the worst player in the league or something like that. It's it's terrible. Um, yeah, it's 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 just so polarized. It's either you really like him or you really hate him. And it's like the people that like him will always big him up, but the people that hate him just keep – they just wait for any sniff of him not doing well for them to jump on the bank, jump on his bandwagon and say that he's a shitty quarterback. I mean, yeah. it's been like that before he even got drafted. You know, yeah. what other quarterback – what other quarterback? I mean, there's been a few black quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong, um, that have been ac- not really accused, but you know, people have basically written them off before they even entered in the league. Yeah. You know, with him, they were saying he should be. What were they saying? He should be a running back or a wide receiver wide or something receiver. like that. Or, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like this guy's like, I'm a quarterback, and they're trying to. One guy comes out and says that he he should be a running back because he has fast feet. Like seriously, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody wanted to convert Tebow to a tight end, right? And and no. and and I mean, it, let's face it, like, is some of that racial? Um, yeah, possibly because he's dark skinned he's got box box braids, and he's got a heavy southern accent. You know, mm. it's 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 not a it's not an image that you can quite promote, like you know, like say like a Mahomes, unfortunately, right? Like that's sure. <clears throat> like he doesn't have that clean cut image, even though he's not. There's nothing controversial about Lamar Jackson at all. Right, he, he just he basically just does his work and go home, like and goes home, like he's not controversial in any way, shape, or form, right? No, but no. So, but sometimes you wonder if that plays a part too, because you're like, like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, like yeah, does he have to improve on some things? Yeah, absolutely. But but the, the, when they talk about the future is bright at quarterback, it's like you you hear some guys not mention his name now, and it's, and it's like, yo, didn't he just win MVP last year? And they 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 did make the playoffs this year, right? Like what like what the hell's going on here? You know, yeah. like, yeah. but so that's so, but, but I say all this to say, like, yeah, he, he has competition. Like Mahomes has competition. It's not like, oh, like he's yeah. he, he's I think he's the best player in football. He, he's also a video game. He's like a cheat code. But at the same time, there are other competitors out there, you know? Oh, for sure. Absolutely, man. And I mean, other teams are getting better. You look at Josh Allen, you look at the Buffalo Bills. They're a perfect example of that. Yep. Um, you look at the Chargers um, with Justin Herbert um, you know, you look at young teams like the Washington Redskins, you know, they're about a quarterback away from being good. 
Yeah, the the, so bang, the Bengals. Once uh, Burrow gets back, he's going to be tough. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good teams out there. So I, it's it's not as if he that team KC is going to dominate for like the next ten years. Yeah. Um, it it might be possible, but one thing I can say is, you got Kelsey, you have Terry Kill, you got to pay these guys, and at some point they're going to have to pay the piper because they got Mahomes fifty fifty million dollars a year. They have Kelsey, $15 million a year. They have Hill, which is about $17 million a year. At some point, they're going to have to start cutting people because they can't afford all those salaries. Yeah. And that's kind of the beauty of the NFL, right? Um, there's yep. a salary cap. That and people cap, have to. Man. Yeah, it's a hard cap. There's a hard cap with penalties. And that what kind of that kind of equalizes all the teams because at some point in time, you know those top tier players. If they want to make money, they're going to have to go to another team. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's it's what makes the NFL so competitive. Uh, I guess my final question to wrap up is, um, who you got? Tampa Bay, man. Tampa what? Bay. I'm, really? I am going absolutely one hundred percent. Oh man! I have seen this, Calvin. <laughs> I feel like almost every two years we talk about this, whether it's Brady and the Patriots or Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I feel like we sit down and we have this conversation. The team that they're going against is always the better team. They always have the better weapons. Whether it's 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 New England versus um, Atlanta Falcons, who at the time, what, two years ago? Was it two years ago? Two, three years ago? Two, three years ago, um, yeah. They had the much better offense. Everybody was talking about Matt Ryan. He had an MVP-type season. What ended up happening? They met the Patriots in the Super Bowl and they ended up losing. Um, I feel like whenever you have Tom Brady, you have a chance. And I feel that their defense is good enough to slow down Mahomes. Um, you know, I can't wrong anybody for saying that Casey's going to win because we know what type of weapons they have. But I just feel it. It, it feels this almost feels like a Patriot type game. Whereas, you know, the defense is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting. And then it's going to come down to the final minute or two minutes, and Brady's going to lead a drive down the field, and they're going to win by one or two points. I almost, I, I feel it. I absolutely feel it. Man, I, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I just can't see anybody beating them if they're healthy. And I say that knowing that they they lost two starters on our offensive line. Um, they haven't been as, as explosive as they have been. They, I know they haven't been like, they haven't been totally lights out this year, even though they were 14 and two and, you know, but like, they just, they've, they've been like the, their games. Well, that, that Buffalo game, I mean, that was a wash, but, um, but a lot of the games that they played in this year, it's like, it's almost like they played down to their competition. Um, yeah. but it's like, there's no pressure in terms of like nervousness with them because they, they won one last year. So a lot of that is gone. Ah man, yeah. Like the 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 thing that scares me though is again, is mm -hmm. you know with Brady, it's like Stranger Things have happened, and it's a home game, so mm -hmm. it's like you just don't know <laughs> particularly. But I I just I I'm just like I just can't see Kansas City losing, man. I I really can't. And and I think we should make this a little interesting and make this a little fun and put a little a, a little Uber Eats bet. Or or, or, or food delivery bet on this game. Um, I, I'm I'm thinking you know whoever whoever wins, the loser has to get them. I wouldn't even say their family. It's not going that far. My family's <laughs> kind of big, 
So let, let's just let's just go with the individual. Let's go with the individual. So whatever 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 meal you want, we got to get it delivered to the house. Deal. And, and, and it has to be done by I was let's say let's let's put a deadline by the end of February. Done. I'm down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I've learned a long, long time ago, and, and one of my football coaches told me this years ago. Offense wins games. Defense, defense wins, wins championships. championships. Yep. True, and true. I feel it, it feels like that type of game. If it was a situation where Tampa did not have a good defense, I would be like, even like last year. Last year, even though I knew Patrick Mahomes and I knew KC had a fantastic chance, um, you know, I still was like, okay, you know, 49ers have a good defense. Great defense. Get it right. Great defense. <laughs> Great defense. But I knew that their offense just was not able to keep up. Yeah, I, I knew know. that their offense wouldn't be able to keep up. They wouldn't be able to keep up with Mahomes. Um, and in the end, that's pretty much what ended up happening. This year, I find that, you know, nobody's talking about Tampa's offense. Everybody's talking about Tampa's defense, and everybody's talking about KC's offense. Tampa Bay has a fantastic offense. Brady threw for over 40 touchdowns this year. You don't think people are talking about their offense? I don't feel like they're talking about their offense. I think everybody's so focused on KC and how explosive and good that their offense is. Um, I feel like... Oh, you mean in comparison to Kansas City? Okay, I got you. Absolutely. I I think when you compare the two teams, I feel like when you're comparing the two teams, you know, whether it's any sportscasters or whatnot, the first thing they always talk about Mahomes, how great he is. They talk about Travis Kelsey. They talk about um, Tyreek Hill. You know, they talk about all their wide receivers. All their wide receivers are four three guys. I get it. I they have a reason to. They have a reason to talk about their offense because they're phenomenal. You know, you throw in um, Le'Veon Bell. You throw in Clyde Edward Hilaire. Is he playing? And I don't know if he's playing. I yeah. think he is. I haven't seen anything that says that he hasn't. He's not. Yeah. So I'll assume that he, yeah, he is because he, he wasn't done for the year when he got that injury. I think he was done for like if they. I think. The prognosis was that, is that if they make the Super Bowl, he he would be able, he should be able to play. I think he is going to play. I do yeah, think that I he's going to so play. Too. I mean, yeah. So they have a phenomenal offense. But when you look at Tampa, Tampa's offense, yo, they're not slouchers, man. They they're like a, literally a pack of all stars. Yeah. You look at Godwin, who could be a number one anywhere. Yeah. You look at um, you look like Evans. He is a number one for sure. Um, he could be a number one anywhere too. And then when you look at their their tight ends. Um, you look at Gronk, you look at Cameron Brait, um, both those guys. I mean, Gronk is probably pa- past his prime, but yeah. he's still good enough to block. He's still enough, to, good enough to surprise people and catch the ball. He has, still has phenomenal hands, right? Yeah. And then you put in Leonard Fournette in the backfield. I think that they could go throw for throw with them. I really, truly do. And I, I do feel like their defense is good enough to slow down Mahomes. Hmm. I do. I do. Like, I mean... I just I don't think Kansas City Kansas City's defense I feel is is going to be probably going to be the deciding factor. Can they get pressure on Brady? Yeah. Can they slow down the run game? You know, if they do do that, then yeah, they'll probably end up winning the game. But um, think, knowing think, how good Brady's playing, I don't know. Thing is, people sleep on um, on Scotty Miller and um, I think it's what's his name is um, Tyler Johnson. Like those two wide receivers <laughs> on their team too, they're pretty good, man. Tyler Johnson can catch anything, man. You see that catch he's he really made in the Packers game? Yeah, he's good, he's man. Phenomenal. And Scotty Miller, completely underrated. Yeah. Nobody rates this guy. This guy literally has 4-3 speed. And I have yet to see him really, truly catch a uh, drop a pass. 
You know, and then you t- you throw in Antonio. I haven't even thrown in Antonio Brown. I know that's right. I know we haven't even spoken. <laughs> we haven't. Even I haven't even about spoken it. about Antonio Brown. He's he's gonna. I'm pretty sure he's gonna play. Yeah. Oh no, I'm pretty. I'm 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 pretty sure he's playing. I don't think he's missing a Super Bowl. Shoot, yeah, he's, he's he's like shoot him, shoot me up, sir. Shoot Absolutely. Me up, Doc. So, <laughs> supposedly, if they go to the Super Bowl, he gets a seven hundred sixty thousand dollar bonus. Uh, he, there's no way he's he's not playing, Roger. Like, <laughs> oh no, he's not playing. He's he's definitely gonna be there. Yeah. So I mean. They have some weapons. Tom Brady has some weapons. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, yes. We're, we're, I mean, we're just. We're, I mean, that's a fun bet. We're just making a fun bet. But I, I like. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they lost. I just. I just. You know, if Kansas City lost, but it, all the reasons you said is all correct. I'm just like, man. Just Mahomes. I just. I don't. I just don't see them losing, man. Mm. You know, like I said, stranger things have happened. Do. Do I see myself, you know, we, we don't live that far from each other. Do I see myself traveling to your house in a couple of weeks, delivering your meal? I can see it. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of putting aside $20 just in case. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, I'm taking yep, out my wallet right now and just leaving it on the dresser just in case. I just have to, <laughs> I have to go and just take your order like, like hey, a damn man. waiter, you know? <laughs> the Uber East delivery service. That's 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 the bet that we're making. That's how I feel like I I feel like I'm I'm gonna be traveling down the road to to drop this off at your house. We will see, man. We will see. I think at at the end of the day, it's gonna be a phenomenal Super Bowl. I feel like this one is going to be. It's it's definitely gonna be a Super Bowl for the ages. Um, you know, I I just I I, I can't see how it's not gonna be a great Super Bowl. It could be one of those games where it's like just defense, defense, defense. Mm-hmm. It could be that type of situation. But I feel like just the two offenses are just so good at making adjustments and and you know making those big plays. Like Brady this year has been phenomenal, probably better than almost anybody in terms of throwing down the field. He's had, I think, the most touchdowns uh, over 30 yards in yeah. the whole year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... He's been great with the big plays and the big passes. Mahomes is Mahomes. You know, I can't talk about this guy enough because he's been phenomenal. So I just feel all those things are like a combination for a fantastic Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see, man. So, you know, we'll wrap this up for today. But, um, but you know, as the annual tradition of you of, that uh, me and you've had the last couple of years, uh, we'll do the, um, the Super Bowl postgame pod. Um, immediately after the game, it won't be live. I should make it live, but it won't make it live this year. Um, but, but it'll be out like first thing, you know, like they'll be out the morning after. Um, sure. but yeah, but we'll, you know, we're, we'll, um, we'll, we'll see who's, um, we'll, we'll see what kind of meal is being ordered on, uh, <laughs> on Sunday night. <laughs> deal, 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 deal. Be interested, man. But thank you once again, brother, for hopping on the app. As always, you know it's been a pleasure. As always, yeah. you know what? Thank you for having having me on, guy. Honestly, this is always the highlight of my. Uh, this is the highlight of my week. These podcasts that we uh, that we do do together. So, yeah, yes, that. Yeah, always man. great times. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. So, ah, boy. Whew. Oh man, yeah. Let me let me put this twenty aside from right now. Let me take this off. <laughs> I'm just a little nervous. I am. <laughs> it's all good, my friend. It's all good. Thank you all for tuning into the Av Podcast. Uh, myself and Roger will be back on Monday for the post game pod of the big game. So check your feeds Monday morning. Uh, it'll be up. 
I have a new episode of The Stoop coming on Family Day. For those that live in Ontario, they know. But for the rest of you, that's next Monday. Uh, that's going to be up on the South Sharaf YouTube channel. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, subscribe. Now is the time. <laughs> uh, go ahead and subscribe and like. Like and subscribe. Whichever order you want to do with it, it's up to you. Just do it. Uh, but once again, new episode will be out on February the 15th. The next episode of the Our Podcast will be out next Friday. We're for you hip-hop fans, fans of black music in general. You're going to want to tune in for this one. That's all I got to say right now for the moment. I plan on blowing this one out. I really do. So stay tuned because I'm going to dive deep into this album, this classic album with my guests. This should be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, thank you for supporting this space. Um, I appreciate every listener for taking the time out to listen to what I have to say. Um, listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows and head over to SouthShareAve.com to listen and to check out the rest of the catalog. Once again, that's SouthShareAve.com. For Roger Calendar, this is Cal C. And you've just tuned into the Av Podcast on South Shire Radio. On to the next podcast, folks. Peace. Be out.